This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out. goodness i will never get tired of that intro yeah it's well, great. welcome welcome everybody my name is anthony nicolosi i'm skylar sokol and uh this week what are we talking about this week skylar well we are going to talk about a topic that's very near and dear to my heart and i think to yours as well skill-based matchmaking Woo-hoo. Um, that being, you know, matchmaking with like an MMR system or whatever like that, where it uses what it decides is your skill in the game to determine where, who you should be matched against and like what your rank is in the game. Right. Cool. Yeah. I think this is a, this can be a contentious topic for some people. So a lot of games have been adding skill-based matchmaking to their like unranked modes and using it in places that aren't just for like the people who want to play very competitively, and I think that has caused some conflict for sure. Um, yep. I think someone sent us a message on Instagram relating to that, right? Yeah, this this past week, for for some context for the people who are listening, we uh, actually, a couple of weeks ago now, we asked, we had a conversation with the community on Instagram about what Epic could do to help Fortnite's popularity because people in the community thought that popularity was going down, et cetera. And one fan, uh, squid.max. So if you're listening, squid.max, uh, he replied to us and said, they need to remove skill-based matchmaking. And he said a few other things. I, uh, we replied asking, why do you want them to remove skill-based matchmaking? And squid replies, it's just not enjoyable. Skill-based matchmaking should only be in ranked modes like Overwatch, for example. It makes it so you gradually only start facing sweatier and sweatier players. Uh, and he gives an example. The last game I won, I only got four kills, and that was a struggle enough. It requires you to build battle for like two minutes straight, and then you're screwed. It ruins video games. That's what he said. Um, yeah, so this is super interesting because um, there. this is like a a style of gamer that is the kind of person who wants to do well every time they play and feel like they're doing well. And the way you make that happen for someone is not by matching them against people who are at their skill level, right? Like the random matchmaking actually provides people who want that experience with a better experience because it's likely that they will have a lot of people way below their skill level that they can get free kills on. And then when they get killed by that one dude, they can just be like, oh, that was like the one good guy in my game and that's fine. Right. Um, I personally hate that though. Holy crap. That makes me so mad. I've been playing Valorant lately and, um, the current unranked, like the current matchmaking system is like, I, as far as I can tell, a random matchmaking system. Or maybe there's a hidden one, but regardless, it's not public at all. And every game, it seems like the other team has one dude who's like a thousand times better than everyone else on his team and everyone else in the game and just carries the game and we just lose and it's so annoying. Okay. Interesting. So you, because at the same time, you are a player who definitely plays for a lot of games in a competitive way, right? Like you want to win and you want to do better, but you don't enjoy, on the flip side, you don't really enjoy beating up on worse, worse players either. Is that correct? I mean, I don't know. Like, I think... 
there's like I think this is like a short term versus long term fulfillment issue here, right? Like there's a lot of short term fulfillment and just like stomping people in a game, but really like the most fulfilling games are where where it's close and you still manage to win, like where you know you weren't guaranteed to win that game and you still pulled it off, right? Right. Yeah. Um Josh Menke is the He's basically the matchmaking guru over at 343 Industries right now. Um, and he's, he's got like a doctorate in math and stuff. Like he's super smart dude. And he interacts regularly with the community on Twitter about stuff because they message him and they're like, how, how come I got placed with these people and blah, blah, blah. And he talks to them about stuff. And uh, he makes one of the points he makes a lot is that in an ideal scenario, the win percentage for every player is as close to 50% as possible. Like you right. win as much as you lose and you're let's in Halo, for example, your kill to death ratios as close to a one oh as possible. Right. Right. Like, and let's talk mathematically about that. That's great, but like emotionally, qualitatively, like for a player's experience, is that really that good for someone's experience? Does someone really enjoy that that much? I don't know. Yeah, it's that it I think this is the interesting part in this conversation. also touching on Squid's reply. Like the the data shows he he says on twitter and i know there's a there's a white paper on this somewhere that maybe if we do a part two we can uh eventually we'll we'll provide that the exact data but the player retention so if a player joins uh starts playing the game and loses i think it was like the f- more than half of their first five games they like 80 percent of those players don't play matchmaking ever again or something like that yeah, um for and that's insane yeah, it is insane. And so it's kind of a situation. Another popular news article that's been making the rounds is uh, Eric Hewitt, um, old school Halo g- pro, but now working on the Apex Legends team, uh, responded to some people on Twitter saying that the data just shows like uh, definitively that for 80 to 90% of the population, skill-based matchmaking is better in terms of player retention and um, engagement but for the other 10%, right, those those highly competitive players or whatever, it's just, it, it can feel overwhelming. Like everything is a sweat fest all the time. No matter what, you have to play, you know, as hard as you can because you're always getting matched against similarly uh, skilled players, right? Right. Yeah, no, and I think it's, I th- honestly, like, to be blunt about it, I think the people who dislike skill-based matchmaking the most are people who think they are significantly better at the game than they actually are. <laughs> yeah maybe um, no seriously right because yeah, the people thinking. who skill baits matchmaking is going to hurt the most are people who will lose against people of equal skill more often than they will win ra- against a random group of people right and th- those are people who think they are way better than they are yeah true i mean you would also think though that like the the good new algorithms for matchmaking will will adjust that player right so like if he's always losing he's going to drop in in skill level and eventually right but if we get... only have five games right that's the that's no, the big true. problem right yep um like and that's crazy to like determine a player's skill in five games is insane right like it takes most games at least 10 games to put a player at a relatively confident skill like uh point value and that's not even usually like the total accurate number Right. Yeah, I think uh, uh, it's it's just a this is an interesting conundrum of skill based matchmaking that I uh, I I wonder what you think. Do you favor cuz a lot of time I think there's 10% of players who are who want to win, who want to do well, a, a lot of times also are are more vocal than the rest of the population on 
on social media, on forums or whatever, creating YouTube channels, like about broadcasting their, like your pros, your top tier, um, skilled, like content creators or whatever in a game. Those are the people you're going to like actually be hearing from a lot of times. But I think, especially in regards to pros, they actually make up a really small chunk of that population, right? Usually less than a 10th of a percent. Uh, yeah. Extremely often. super tiny percent of the yeah. population a tenth a tenth of one percent to be explicit so like 0.1 percent of the game population is usually the pro players or at least less than one percent for sure in rocket league i'm pretty sure it's the top 0.1 percent are even at the highest rank of the game but those are not all pro players even right so now those players though so that's that's an interesting situation like those players in a lot of ways are the most vocal so they are they have a big part in you know spreading hype for your game and yeah whatever so if they're if they're talking negatively it could also impact the the scene of the game if you will so like it's a juggling there i don't know what you think no it's it's a huge juggle and there's actually a huge problem with the skill-based matchmaking systems for top players that causes these problems um for example in temtem they recently added a system where you get money like in-game money for winning ranked matches matches and the higher rank you are the more money you get but the highest ranked matches are much more difficult and potentially take longer just because the people are better. So it, for a while, it was actually better for the top and sorry, and the queue times are significantly longer because it's trying to find you someone at a skill level where there's a very small population of players. So it was actually more beneficial for players to either one smurf create fake accounts, which I want to talk about in more detail in a second, but alternatively, to just tank their rank, losing games intentionally, which is, I guess, another form of smurfing, so that they can stay around the middle of the pack, because you get you still get a good amount of money for winning those games, and the games average significantly shorter, like maybe even 50% of the game length, and you get matches way quicker, and they're easier. Hmm. So it was actually more beneficial for top players to stay not at the top ranks they they adjusted the system slightly so that the top ranks are worth more money now to the point where that's not as valuable but still like a big problem and i see this in rocket league too um a lot of pro players complain that like the queue times take too long or like they don't want to risk their like uh rank this is another skill-based matchmaking problem people who get to a rank and then don't want to risk it anymore so they basically just stop playing and when you stop playing you do what a lot of pro players in a lot of games do, and that's Smurf. So that's buy a new account, create a new account, and then cause huge problems with the matchmaking system. Like Smurfs destroy skill-based matchmaking systems. And a lot of skill-based matchmaking systems nowadays are being implemented to try and detect Smurfs as quickly as possible, and it's super difficult. Yeah. Well, let's let's go there. Let's go Smurfs. Um, yeah. Yeah. So why is this bad, I guess, is the first question someone would ask. The reason Smurfs are bad in skill-based matchmaking is because someone with significantly higher skill is negatively affecting the rating of, or positively affecting the rating of a lot of players on their way to getting back to the skill uh, rank that they're at. Um, right. and there, and I don't, very rarely do people enjoy playing in games with someone who is significantly better than them, whether they're on their team or not in a skill-based matchmaking scenario where someone wants to be there for skill-based matchmaking. So it's a huge problem. And, um, it's difficult to detect quickly because you need to see a consistent pattern of this player being significantly better. 
Um, and it, it pisses me off in Rocket League. I constantly am checking people's Steam profiles to see how many hours they have in Rocket League when they're too good because I'm like, this is definitely a Smurf account. I see they own one game on Steam and I'm like, all right, there they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This. So in uh, his GDC talk, Josh Mankey talked about this new algorithm they were working on that they they put into Halo 5. I want to say Gears 5 had it too. True Skill 2, I think, was the name. But a, a very much like uh, it, it gave, you know, a lot of maybe the more classic ELO um, style matchmaking algorithms have just like if you win, you go up, you lose, you go down. Depending yeah, yeah. On- this is another topic I want to talk about, too, that 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 thing. But we'll get there in a second. Right. So the these newer algorithms are trying are trying to be more f- finer grained than that, taking other considerations into account, other variables like in Halo. I know that. Uh, Josh has talked about like taking Josh Mickey's talked about having like uh, not just KD, but also like a person's accuracy, the amount of damage they deal throughout um, into account to really try to more quickly and accurately define a person's skill level to, to like alleviate like the situation you're saying, like within, I, I, I can't remember the amount of games they said, but I wanted to say it was like three to five games be really certain about where that that skill level's at so you can alleviate the situations you're talking about. But this is a huge issue, right? Because this means that you are now not only just saying like, okay, uh, this team won, so they deserve to go up in rank. This team lost, so they deserve to go to down in rank. You're trying to algorithmically determine a player's skill level based on how they perform in the game. But can we really say that someone doing damage, like someone's damage is the only thing that determines how good they are? Um... I don't think so, right? And in, in other games, unlike not shooters like Rocket League, that's really difficult. Like everyone who's played Rocket League knows that the point system is garbage. Even though the point system tracks a ton of things, ball touches, goals, assists, saves, it's still very possible that the player at the top of the leaderboard did not perform the best in the game or did not have the highest impact on the team and would deserve the highest skill adjustment. Right. So that's a super difficult system. And um, Valorant just recently announced their ranked matchmaking system. And they say, um, they, this is actually very interesting. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this, this system. So they say, our ranking competitive matchmaking system is meant to deliver a balanced fight and keep the disruption to a minimum. Factoring in your total performance helps us. Um, so sorry, I skipped the part. Basically in the game, they're factoring. They say your personal performance will have a greater impact on the early evaluation of your skill, but will decrease in com- importance when compared to wins as your skill becomes more honed over time. So, mm-hmm. um, and also competitive mode measures how decisively you win or lose. So they say factoring in your total performance helps us better detect smurfs, preventing rank boosting and get an accurate display of your skill rank much more quickly. So this is really interesting, right? When you're in your placements, they factor in personal skill or at the beginning of your competitive life, t- life cycle or whatever, they factor in your personal skills super highly, which is great for smurf detection, right? Because that's how you detect smurfs. And then that eases off over time. Um, so that's super interesting, right? They say, um, basically, once you are at the top level of the game, the higher rank you are, the less personal skill matters because they believe that if people are climbing all the way to the top ranks, then they should be able to trust their teammates enough that they can use a more traditional MMR system that doesn't rely on a potentially like inconsistent personal skill rating. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's super cool. I, I, I think that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'll be really interested. It comes out on Tuesday, so I'm going to be very interested to play it and see like how it feels, and maybe I can talk about it next in our part two if we do one. Yeah, that would be cool. 
Um, I I will say like I like I like that uh, sometimes personal metrics can be taken into account. Like it definitely seems fair unfair. I'm sorry if I'm playing a game of Halo and um, I like Halo Five does a thing where it will if let's say I'm a uh, a diamond player and I am playing with my friends who are all silvers. So one diamond and three silvers. It, it treats like the, uh, the whole party has the, it gives the party like an average MMR rating, if you will. Right. And then it tries yes. to match us against other parties with an average media, uh, average ranking around the same score. So if now I'm you, curious, is there a limit to how spread you can be? Uh, it, there's nothing that's enforced in Halo ah, 5. Okay. See, so in Rocket League and, or Rocket League was going to enforce something like that, but they never did. But in, um, Dota and in Valorant, they enforce, uh, that your rank must be close to play rank mode with people. In Valorant, you have to be within two ranks of each other out of eight ranks. Um, and in Dota, you have to be within a specific MMR of each other. I think it's also like two ranks out of like eight or something. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, it's an interesting thing, right? It's way better for skill-based matching. It's super healthy for a skill-based matching system for that to be the case. And I think it's it's the right thing to do, but it can create contention amongst your like player base, right? Like you're saying this average score thing is good, but is it really good, right? Like does putting an like if you have one player who's literally like the number one rated player in the game and a few average ranked people and they get matched at an average score against a bunch of people at that average rank very likely most of the the people on your team are at that low skill level are going to have a very unfun game. Yeah, I to be clear, I'm not necessarily I don't think I necessarily think it's it's a good thing. It's more um, No, yeah, yeah, I'm just more commenting. Yeah, on. it's more of like it's a thing that uh the point there that I was going to make was that when if I'm in that kind of a situation where I'm a better ranked player and I perform really well but we still lose by like a kill or two um, we're, I'm still going to get dinged pretty hard because I'm probably playing against a, a lobby of, um, the, the opposing team is probably at a rank or two lower than me. Right. Like if I'm a diamond and I have some silvers on my team, they're all probably plats. So I'm definitely going to derank a little bit, but it's not going to be as bad as if I perform bad. Like somehow my good performance still saves me a bit. So like it, from that perspective, it can kind of feel good just knowing like, your core performance still matters. Like it's what's frustrating. I agree with you hundred percent that it's very hard to quantify what, uh, in some kind of like points fashion in rocket league, when, what a good player is or how you can tell if they're a good player or whatever. I totally agree with that. But if there were some formula, it would really be nice in those situations where it's like you lose three to two in overtime and you carried the whole game, but your freaking teammate, like quite frankly, was maybe even like, uh afk for a minute or something you know um, yeah those situations like it really hurts to like lose the same amount anyway you know you know what i mean but the like, detection of that is extremely difficult no right uh like i was just saying before especially like in some of some of these games like rocket league yeah i think halo it's actually easier because i agree uh and correct me if this is like an ignorant statement but i feel like the team gameplay of halo is pretty like isn't is definitely not on the same level as the team gameplay of other shooters like CSGO 
um, or Rainbow Six Siege, or even on like of other tactical games like Dota or stuff like that. Like individual performance in Halo, I think can be taken more into account than in those other team-based games, where the team performance is honestly much more important than the individual performance to a like really strong degree. Yeah, no, that might be the case. Um. So anyway, uh, what was the point you just made about uh, Valorant or top tiered players? I'm spacing the last. Oh, just talking about rank disparity, like having people be split uh, by large ranks. Right. Uh, Oh, so I yeah, that was what I was going to say. I agree with you. In that scenario that I just described, the three silvers on my team are not going to have a good time. And what eventually will happen, right, is like my diamond, if I keep playing with these players, goes down to a gold or something. And I I, I agree with you that I think probably having a limit, a range around the – having a a solid limit around the range of ranks in your party is a good thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Dota did something interesting, and I'm curious what you think about it. So, Dota, you can queue with friends or you can queue solo. When you queue with friends, um, your matchmaking rating is a fa- you are you your like base, your middle rank, like you know, like the average points you win or lose is lower than if you play solo because in solo matchmaking games they factor in your individual performance significantly more than in a party matchmaking scenario. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Seems seems fair. Have you? What's your experience on that? Does it not I, work? It, well? I think it's fair too. But no, I think it works great. Except, right? You're sort of encouraging people to play alone rather than play with friends as much if they care a lot about competitive rank. Grant, maybe that's a real thing, right? Because if you can perform what, like, the better you can perform with random players, that's a higher sign of your individual skill than you're performing well with your friends. Yeah, I think something that our conversation's already highlighting is there's a lot of things to take into account when designing these systems. Also, per playlist, right? Like, I think in general, we're speaking more about the rank side, um, but there there was, like, this this point about the Fortnite point from Squid Max, where and Halo Five has this too, where it's skill based matchmaking across all modes. It's just that in unranked, they prioritize trying to get you a game fast over getting you a closely skilled game, if you will. Yeah, that's cool. Um, although I honestly like, I'm not a person who minds long queue times. I would much rather have a well balanced game than a imbalanced game that had a shorter queue. In unranked personally. as well, like a casual yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, in in Battle Right, a game I used to play, it's this sick like top down arena fighter game. Um, you could actually select what like you could slide a slider, I think, based on how you want to prioritize skill like based matchmaking versus just like queue times. Okay, that's cool. Which was interesting. So you could choose yourself like what where you wanted that balance to lie. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh- um, I have an article here from Medium actually called The Two Sides of Skill-Based Matchmaking. It's about Fortnite adding skill-based matchmaking to Unranked. And it's it's actually agreeing with what I mentioned earlier, right? That it says novice players, like casual players, are really happy with skill-based matchmaking. Because um, it's more likely that they'll be playing against people in their skill level. And Fortnite is actually putting in bots into their games if they can't find enough people at that skill rating rather than expanding the skill rating to a point where it could create like an unfun experience. I saw that. So uh, some the people, like average yep. ranked players are really happy, but it talks about how the pros are really unhappy because 
because they're saying they have to like try too hard to win and i'm just like if you're trying too hard to win then you think you're better than you are like it's it's, right it makes me mad (laughs) yeah or it's like from my perspective if i was a professional i understand like i think uh, a lot of that frustration comes from when pros or highly competitive players want to sweat it out and and compete they love it but there's times where they want to just chill and they feel like they can't Right, like, but here's the huge problem, right? J- "Quote unquote," just chilling means them being able to kill everyone in their exactly. game. Exactly, yep. Which that's... is o- only fun for them, right? Yep. We just and played... if you're having a hundred person game, I don't think I care about one person out of those hundred having fun. I would much rather the like average person in that game have fun, right? Yeah. Well, and it, like that, going back to that tweet from Eric Hewitt from Apex, like um, eighty to ninety percent of people better retention better engagement with skill-based matchmaking right like yeah and i i can't i i don't doubt that at all perfectly accurate yeah Yeah. the the data backs it up makes a ton of sense the the people you hear from like i said a lot of times like people like to watch players who are good on stream they like to get meta like breakdown and analysis and just hang out with players who are good playing games so a lot of times you get I, i i'm trying to think of a content creator in some of in like Rocket League and Halos where two places I go who aren't like at least pretty good, right? Like most of the the content creators that I follow in those two games, it's of course a very small sample there, but they're good players. So uh-huh. when they're upset about stuff, it gets broadcast out. But again, the one guy who tweets and gets 2000 retweets is such a tiny little drop in the bucket of the entire player base, right? Uh, that guy might seem really mad and it might seem like the whole community's pissed about it. But in reality, you're looking at it. Like if you have the data out, like, uh, like that apex tweets calling out, it's just, it's just the data backs it up. Like people have more fun when they're just not getting their ass kicked all the time. <laughs> right. You know? Um, yeah. And it, it, I honestly, if you're one of those people out there who are like, I hate skill based matchmaking, you need to like introspect a bit and think about why you feel that way. I think. And if you really want to just feel like you get to kill people all the time, then go play a single player game. <laughs> no, I, I I agree with you on that one. That and that's where that point about the pros was going is that pros pros like to compete, right? Like, right, they, and they like to get better, and they like. But I think there's a segment of that population who like to be good. Like we were talking about before, it's almost like a status uh, kind of a thing, and there's a certain amount of like. Um, feeling superior reward the, the word escapes me but like it's like you're saying if you, if you sit down and you introspect a little bit it's like why do i love beating up all these players it's 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 because i like feeling like i'm so such a hot shot right like i'm such so badass maybe right and not because i'm actually you would if you were really competitive and you really wanted to get better you would think that fair base skill a fair game against an equally skilled opponent would be more fun and more interesting because you're trying to get better. You're trying to improve. Uh, you're trying to prove that you can kind of take the next step from a skill level perspective. But if, if that's right. not your perspective on it, then like you're saying, maybe you're right. If you're trying to go in and have it like a power fantasy, right? Exactly. Power fantasy. To do that's it. what I was trying to. Yep. Yeah. Um, this is super interesting. I was just like, I think we'll wrap it up after this, but I just want to say, I was just like trolling the Wikipedia for skill-based matchmaking and saw a line that says that Tinder, the dating app, actually uses a variant of skill-based ELO 
uh, rating to do its matching. <laughs> okay, now we have to hear and about this. How, how? I just found a, I, I, I don't know. I Actually, this is our teaser for part two, maybe. Or maybe we'll have like a segment next week where we just do a part two on this topic. And if we don't have enough to talk about, we'll talk about a different topic as well. But I'll, I'll tune in next week to hear about how Tinder uses ELO matchmaking systems. But I'll tell you this article's called Tinder matchmaking is more like Warcraft than you might think. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, where can people find us if they want to tell us about their opinions on skill-based matchmaking? Yeah, please do. Like Skylar's saying, if we have another episode of part two, we want to do it kind of like last time with rewards where we're getting feedback from you guys, the community, and and talking about on the next podcast, you can, the best place to do that is our discord. The easiest way to find our discord is to go to our website, kokoalaentertainment.com. There you have a link to our discord, plus all our other social media links, Instagram, Twitter, at kokoala underscore ENT is our handle at kokoala underscore ENT. Jump into the discord. There's a channel there, podcast discussions, um, where you tell us your thoughts about skill-based matchmaking or on Instagram, whatever, wherever you want to tell us. And we'll, um, uh, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. All right. Come check it out. Come to the Discord. Play our Agora game. Figure out the things about the universe of our world. You know. Yes. Check us out. I don't know if you just said this, but check us out on Twitch. Oh, nope. I did not. Check us out on Twitch. Yes. Uh, Twitch.tv slash KO Koala underscore ENT. I've been streaming. A, I stream like every game known to man. Just variety. If there's a game you want me to play, like I will play any game. Just say, play this game and I'll do it. So. Yep. Yeah, he will. <laughs> um, and Anthony will be on there streaming some like Road to Onyx Halo with a few of our, our buddies. So come yes, check that out. That'll be really fun to watch too. Rocket Anthony, League, some thieves. Anthony raging in competitive games Anything. is the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. So get hyped for that. Uh, yes, I, I got. A bu- I've got a backlog of games to work through too. I got to do Doom. Doom. It's like, true. Yeah. So there's there's going to be a large variety of games coming. I think it'll be really fun with those single player games to potentially just have us like both on there um, and like talking about them as one of us plays through them. I think that could be a really cool format as well. Yep. For sure. But you guys, the community, let us know. Let us know how sick that podcast intro is uh, (laughs) on whatever social media, wherever you want to talk to us. We appreciate it. And uh, until next time. Yeah. Maybe someday we'll have a sick outro too. Ooh. (laughs) It's coming. (laughs) See ya. See ya.